1: Thanks for tuning into Americana Music Profiles. The next episode starts right now.
2: You are tuned in to another edition of Americana Music Profiles, brought to you by Americana Rhythm Music Magazine and Americanamusicmagazine.com. I'm your host, Greg Tutwiler. Let's jump right in to the next exciting interview. The press for Josh King said he's known for blending blunt, hard-living, storytelling, and galloping melodies into a walloping punch of rock and country. The Greensboro-based multi-instrumentalist and singer-songwriter joins me on this edition of Americana Music Profiles to talk about his new album set to release on November 5th entitled Feel Good. Hi Josh, welcome to the podcast.
0: Hey, thank you so much.
2: Thanks for taking the time to join us this morning. You're in North Carolina, correct?
0: Yeah, Greensboro.
2: Greensboro, cool. Uh-huh. We were just in that in that area for uh, for the IBMA International Bluegrass Music Association conference here uh, a little while ago. Oh, uh, cool! So, yeah, I love that beautiful part of the country. Have you been a uh, uh, there your whole life? Are you a native?
0: I have. I grew up in High Point, so um, you know, I. I lived. I've lived all over the place, but for most of my life, I've lived in High Point, in Greensboro. Enough to call so, yourself a native? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah,
2: <laughs> that's cool. Uh, did you grow up with music? How, how did the How did music become something that was a, a center point of your life?
0: Uh, yeah, I was always surrounded by it. Uh, I grew up in a musical family. Both, uh, both parents, uh, you know, in, in some degree, had were involved with it. Um, also. My grandparents, uh, my grandfather was a piano player, um, played in church a lot. So we grew up singing a lot of gospel, doing a bunch of harmonies together and stuff like that.
2: Yeah. Did you did you play as
0: a young child? I just started playing piano when I was in, I guess, about, yeah, I guess around 10 or 11 years old, um, you know, and kind of. Quit taking lessons and went off into wanting to just create my own stuff. Yeah. Um, which I, I completely regret. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, and then after that, I started playing bass in high school, got into punk rock and skateboarding and all that stuff. Yeah, and, okay. <laughs> and then kind of started my first band then. In high school? And, in high school, yeah. 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 And then kind of moved on from there to songwriting you know i mean i guess i was always doing some songwriting but more uh singing and singing song singing and songwriting (laughs) Um,
2: what what inspired your songwriting what what led you to want to pursue that aspect of music
0: uh you know as a teenager i think i think a lot of it had to do with uh, you know getting getting some getting some thoughts out (laughs) yeah uh being able to—it's a more
2: listen. cool form of poetry, right? <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. Yeah. I always like always liked writing. Um, you know, even doing poetry and stuff like that. And I don't know. I th- I think more more of it had to do with having some uh, idols and thinking they're cool and wanting to do what they did.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: And you know, and after that, it became more of a something that I had to do. Um, yeah. For, wake up in the morning it's like, well, I, but in order to feel accomplished during the day, I would at least have to get a song started. Yeah,
2: that's cool. That's feel, a good thought. Yeah. yeah. Have you, have you been able to pursue it full time? Yeah. Uh, was there, uh, if not now, was there a point where this was full time?
0: There was. I was, I played in a band called House of Fools for, uh, I mean, I, I'm not so bad with time, but for several, several years we toured um, you know, 10 months out of the year. Okay. And, and that was playing.
2: indie rock, right? That was not uh, on sure. the Americana flavor. Okay, yeah.
0: Yeah, it was more indie rock, you know, and the the stuff that I'm doing now, this next album is more of that... Uh, the next album is kind of up, up more like the indie rock Americana. It's kind of everything I've ever done matched into one album. Um, I've never really tried to... When writing, I've never... Like well, I'm, I want to write this kind of song. Yeah. Um, when normally, whenever I have a song finished, and when I get into the studio, it could turn out to be something totally different because you end up adding all these uh, different instruments and all this stuff. It, sometimes, you know, a, su- a super slow sad song can end up sounding like a ELO song. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so,
2: <laughs> How did the House of Fools thing come about? How, when did that start for you?
0: I was playing in a. Kind of a, like a punk um pop pop rock band at the time, and we were doing pretty well in Greensboro you know we, we didn't really hit the road that much we, I think we went up north a couple of times, but I started I got into the last Dj by Tom Petty mm-hmm. I've always loved I've always loved Tom Petty, but for some reason I got that album and wanted to write songs like that mm-hmm. so I, that's when I picked up an acoustic guitar and started kind of getting in the, into that band of music um i had a buddy that i went to recording engineering school with and he had just got like the first <laughs> the first version of pro tools and oh yeah <laughs> so we went over to his parents basement and i was like oh, i have all these other songs that won't work for my current band uh, would, you, would you be down to record some music so we did that and we get together and Record these songs and then we put them up on MySpace just for fun, just for our friends to hear. And uh, we got contacted by a label out in California called Drive Through Records. Mm-hmm. And we immediately, you know, kind of got most of the guys from the band I was in, pulled them over to this band, named it House Pools, and hit the long dark road. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Went on. <laughs> that's a different life i don't think people understand um you know, most of us in the audience just see a band on stage we like and think it's really cool and we enjoy the music and we go home when they don't realize that you guys gotta pack up gear and load up the bus and drive all night and all that kind of crazy stuff
0: well, uh, hell with house of fools we we're just stoked if we had a couple of you guys in the in the audience yeah <laughs> But not only did we play in front of nobody but we also had to jump in and drive 8 hours to play right in front of yeah yeah <laughs>
2: <laughs> so did that uh, just kind of run its course when when did that when did that end for you
0: well we had a we had a good run we you know we we did really well in certain parts of the states um, we, we got to the point where some of us started having got married having kids and stuff like that we're going off and playing even if there was a good gig you still you still wasn't like we couldn't draw a bunch of heads in yeah. you know
2: yeah. out
0: of town to make it worth us leaving yeah. and you know taking some days off from work and stuff like that. So we ended up doing just we play once a like once a year once or twice a year locally, either in Greensboro, Charlotte or uh, Raleigh or something like that. And well we're the last time we we had one scheduled for two thousand twenty and of course that we didn't do that and uh shit i I think that was it yeah (laughs) (laughs) it was never like a really spoken thing we haven't really yeah
2: just kind of faded yeah
0: yeah something comes up and maybe we'll do it yeah
2: okay not. it's okay what what made you feel like switching genres a little bit toning it down if that's the right way to describe it
0: you know in in more
2: into the americana feel
0: well i think i think more of it had to do with the players you know like we were house of fools was a six-piece band we had a guy in there that loved metal we had a guy in there that loved you know just everybody loved different kinds of music so that's kind of what made house of fools um for my solo stuff you know it's still the same songs and i think they could still if i took it to those guys they'd end up being house of fool songs mm-hmm. um, a lot of this like I, I play a lot of the bass on all my solo stuff play a lot of the keys and acoustic guitar and then i have um uh, my buddy, who was from House Fools, Joel, who plays all the guitars. So it's more of a broken down mm, mm-hmm. uh, project. There's not, there's less heads, and it's a little more focused, I guess. To, um, you know, the recording always kind of meets the original thought that I had in my head when writing the song, if that makes any sense at all. Sure,
2: <laughs> yeah. We're going to pause for just a moment. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the interview. Do you have a process... Uh, that you uh, put yourself through when you write everybody seems to be a little bit different i always find it we have a lot of songwriters that listen to the podcast and i i um uh, i hear from them that they enjoy hearing the different nuances as people um work the craft of songwriting how is how does that unfold for you
0: oh man i wish i knew if it, um I, I hardly consider myself a, a professional horrific. <laughs> um, like, I, it's different every time. Sometimes I'll get up in the morning and jump in the shower, and I'll, a melody will pop into my head, and I'll sit down and pick out the chords and hum the melody and, you know, just decide if that's a chorus or a verse or something like that, and then kind of go from there, um, writing, lyrics, writing lyrics as I go along, you know. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I sometimes if I have something on my on my in my brain I, I'll write it down like lyrically first and then you know if a melody pops up go searching through my notes for some lyrics that I might have already had and then go from there and then sometimes I'll sit down and write a song <laughs> you know just write it, like write the melody progression and right. make all together
2: um, the new record Feel good is that right? Do I have the name correct. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, the songs that are on that did you write specifically? Uh, tell me about the the uh, the material that's on this new record.
0: Well, it's you know, a lot of it was written during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Uh, every song kind of has. Every song is about a certain situation. Um, there's some there's some stuff on there that's a little more. Uh, political i guess mm-hmm. um I had lost some friends during the pandemic mm. um had a had a baby <laughs> yeah uh, so it got i was i became a stay-at-home dad from you know i play full-time in a party band wedding band okay that's my that's my day job and <laughs> i i went from doing that to being a stay-at-home dad yeah. for for a solid year so there's a lot of um, you know, a lot of stuff about all, that. It's, just, it's every song is something different about personal, it. Personal sounds uh, like. like uh, personal stuff. Yeah. And, and then some songs that I hope everybody can relate with, with, our, with the climate of our country and everything.
2: So it doesn't come out until November, is that correct? So it's not officially right. out, but you've been releasing singles.
0: Yeah. Yesterday I released the second single and uh, it's called Tired of the Fighting, which, um, I, I think the, the, the title explains itself. Sure. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Have you had a chance to play this material out solo or as a duo uh, with an audience?
0: I, I not since. I mean, right before um, the stay-at-home order hit, and I I had a couple of the songs that are on the album uh, written, so I went out and played a solo, like a little solo gig and then I think it was like a week after that, everything shut down. Mm-hmm. And uh, since then, it's just been, we're trying to get, you know, I haven't really had time to put together a band. Like I said, whenever we are in the studio and everything, it's broken down.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And so I'd have to find some other members to fill it in. And I just, you know, haven't really had time to do it.
2: Is that your intention? What are the plans with this record?
0: Sure, yeah. I think I think once we start, once we start going... Um, have some people in mind and some people that are down to do it, um, carve out some time, and, you know, play, play some shows.
2: And you, you, are you still doing the, the, the wedding band thing? Is that still active for you?
0: Yeah. So, so, so you're getting we're, to play? Yeah, we're, um, <laughs> we're back at it. Um, you know, don't don't ever try to take a wedding from a bride.
2: <laughs> right.
0: Um, <laughs> so, um, we're, we're trying to figure it out as we go along. That's what I mean when I say get back uh, to, to normal is, Financially uh, And everything Once I Get some weddings Under our belt And make some more money And I'll have some time To do some Of my personal stuff
2: Yeah Do you want to get back On the road with that? How how far out Do you want to Take this? I know you When we were talking About the House of Fools You you mentioned that You guys had kind of Gotten worn out With that process Yeah Is that Is that too far To go back To that style? I, I don't
0: I don't think so. I'd love to do it. Um, mm-hmm. I, I know a bunch of the guys that would be playing with me and would love to do it. It just have to make sense, you know. Sure. Uh, yeah. Going, going, and doing the bar gig where you go, you know, play a handful of your songs and a bunch of covers until two a.m. is kind of out of the question for me. But if I if I could go, play in front of a crowd that wants to listen and or open up for somebody or whatever it is, I'd definitely be open to doing that.
2: Yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah. How far ahead are you writing? Like, do you have the next the next album in mind? Have you have you written that far out?
0: Yeah, yeah. I I try to write. Like I said, it's a it's a part of my uh, daily routine. I have, I have to get some writing in, and I've I have an idea for the next album, uh, kind of like a um, well, the vibe for the next album, and I have a few songs that I'm excited about. Will it be
2: in the same genre as this one? No, <laughs> <laughs> D- different feel all
0: the way around. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, of course, it's. I think it'd be kind of in the same vein, you know. But I kind of I want to get a little more experimental with some stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it might the songs I have right now are a little more mellow. If um, maybe a little more singer songwritery. Yeah. If that. And but I would like to get some different sounds involved and try to you know experiment with some things.
2: I was listening to some of your videos. It has a, um, it's a '70s feel, nice kind of mm-hmm. '70s vibe. And and one in particular, um, you're harmonizing with yourself. And I, I yeah. had this this uh, Crosby, Stills, Nash kind of feeling, listening to that song, it kind of felt very 70s, summertime-ish oh, cool. kind of feel. Yeah. yeah, it was really cool.
0: Well, yeah, I love, all, I love all that stuff, especially uh, um, when it comes down to harmonies and stuff. Then one of my favorite things to do is, you know, get a song down and then uh, hash out some harmonies.
2: Yeah. You, you yeah. mentioned Tom Petty. Is that the kind of style of music that influences you?
0: Big time, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, 70s rock, Tom Petty... It's a, we've always had this thing in the studio. It's like whenever you get stuck you. what would Tom Petty do? Okay. <laughs>
2: I like that. That's cool.
0: We kind of go that direction. Yeah. Um, it just seems like he's just the kind of guy I love the his lyrically. He's a, such a blunt writer. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's, it's songs that seem so simple, but when it comes to like, but it's, it's hard to write, you know, yeah. you listen, you listen to it. It's like, it seems like it's already, it was already there. Yeah. Before, you know, I was like, "Oh, that yeah, that makes sense." But when you get down, try to write a song like that, it's a little more complicated. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs)
2: That's cool. So the new album is called Feel Good. I believe you said it was out November fifth. Where can people reach out to you, uh, get a copy of the album when it's out, uh, correspond
0: with you? Yeah, we're gonna. So um, we're gonna do a pre sale. Or a pre-order or whatever here in the next couple of days, so you can uh, you'll be able to buy it. I'm I'm not sure if it's going to be on Bandcamp or if it's going to be on the Screwdriver page. Um, and then it'll, you know, once it comes out, it'll, it'll be streaming everywhere.
2: Yeah. Okay. Uh, website, Facebook. What's the best way to get in touch with
0: you? Uh, Josh King. It's Josh King on Facebook. Uh, Josh King NC on Instagram.
2: Okay. Uh, website or, or are those the avenues?
0: <laughs> Those are the avenues. Yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah. A lot of people are using that as their Facebook or their website page now. Which you
0: know, nice I did cool. have I had a website for the past couple of years, and then, you know, it seemed like everybody was going to Facebook right. and Instagram anyway. So yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm not very tech tech savvy either. So keeping up with that was a sure. was a pill.
2: <laughs> well, I appreciate you taking the time to talk to us, Josh, and uh, enjoy your music, and we wish you the best with it.